Welcome back to the Love is Real Estate podcast. I am Ari Afshar, and we're incredibly excited to have on Morris Amiri, president and founder of Sunset West Advisors, a boutique wealth management and real estate syndication firm here in Los Angeles. Morris got his start as an investment analyst at Bear Stearns and Company in New York, and was then recruited by Royal Bank of Canada's wealth management division, also in New York City. Morris then moved back to his hometown in Los Angeles and after nearly two decades in the financial services and investment management business, runs his own wealth management and real estate syndication firm with clients all over the country. Morris, very glad to have you on with us. Thank you so much. And and before we uh, go deep into finding out what makes people money, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where where were you born and where do you live now? Thanks, Ari. Uh, I love that I'm on this podcast. I've heard the podcast since it started. I just want to say thank you to uh, you and your audience uh, for listening to the podcast and giving me an opportunity uh, to be on your podcast. Thank you. A um, little bit about me. I grew up here in Los Angeles, California, um, Beverly Hills to be exact, and uh, then went to college in Arizona, studied finance and business management at the Eller College uh, in Tucson. Moved to New York City uh, to start my investment management career, and I've been back in LA now for almost a decade um, as an independent wealth manager, uh, and I've got my own firm today. Um, My family also resides here. I have a beautiful wife, Stella, and two amazing children, Gia and Justin, and uh, we live in Beverly Hills. That's awesome. So you started in Beverly Hills, you came back to Beverly Hills. Why Beverly Hills? There's, There's no place like home, Ari. Uh, yeah, so I did start here and uh, left to go uh, learn and get educated and uh, spent a good amount of time in New York, uh, almost seven years uh, after college before coming back. Cool. And uh, I, I obviously know Stella and Gia and Justin, beautiful little family you've got. Uh, a lot of what we incorporate into our, our newsletter is about restaurants and, and nightlife and all that. So. Tell us, what is your favorite restaurant here in Los Angeles? (laughs) It's a great question. There's so many great places to eat. Um, If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Matsuhisa. It's the original Nobu restaurant on La Cienega. Love it, yeah. That's where the the Nobu family uh, started. Matsuhisa family started uh, their restaurant chain and we still love to go there on date nights uh, a couple times a month. Shout out to my friend Ron, who's the GM at Matsuhisa. It is probably, if not my favorite restaurant as well in LA. Uh, so for people who are not from Beverly Hills, uh, what, why don't you tell us what it was like growing up uh, over here? Yeah, growing up in LA and, and Beverly Hills in particular was kind of like what you see um, you know, on TV, but also not. Um, we've got the beach just you know eight miles away, uh, easy drive. Uh, we've got you know, local restaurants, palm trees everywhere, but um, Really, it's the people and the culture in Beverly Hills that uh, that really defines it. And I think sometimes people get the wrong idea of what it means to actually come to Beverly Hills. They think of Rodeo Drive and perhaps some of the shopping there. But uh, the sense of community that you have in North Beverly Hills, say in the flats uh, where you sell many homes and even in South Beverly Hills, which is now uh, also a booming area, um, and the restaurants scattered around. It's just a great place to live. Uh, it's a great place to 
uh, dine, and it's also a great place to, to raise a family and be part of a community. And that's funny because that's actually leads into one of my next questions, which is, you know, you, you probably have one of the strongest networks out of anyone that I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, and obviously with a strong network, you probably have a ton of options in terms of things that you would want to do for your career. Uh, what, how did you choose to, to get into this space? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, well, I grew up in a real estate family, and um, you know, I was always interested in business, investing, um, really, you know, great with numbers and really great with people. So, um, financial services, investment management, real estate syndication was kind of like uh, the next step to when I was thinking about a career, what I really would love doing. Uh, and what I would be really good at. And uh, my, my favorite part of my business, um, you know, there's always helping families, helping institutions, you know, grow their wealth and protect their wealth. Uh, I love working with people. Uh, I love servicing people. And I like bringing my knowledge of business, real estate, investing in global markets um, to the table and making it easier for for families to understand uh, what up until, you know, just a few years ago was a very confusing and, uh, you know, uh, industry that was, you know, just not as transparent. We've seen, uh, you know, some things happen with the big banks over the last decade. I guess Wells Fargo probably comes to mind and in, in what they've done uh, with some of their customers where, um, you know, the trust is no longer there for the large institution. And uh, I think many people are finally realizing that there is alternatives. Yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, you've actually put a unique spin on wealth management. I know you do real estate syndication. You want to share a little bit about that, what you do? Sure. Yeah. So when I started my career um, in New York City and, uh, you know, grew through the ranks of uh, Wall Street and the investment management world, I noticed there was a, a couple of things that really uh, weren't serving the client well. Um, one of those things were costs, very, very high. They still are with, with the major institutions, in my opinion. Uh, so the costs are coming down, but they seem to find ways to sort of charge people um, excessive fees. Um, compliance issues that restricted advisors from giving the best advice and guidance to the client. Um, but actually wanted the advisors and the large institutions to sell the client's products. And then the lack of product line for what families ultimately wanted, at least the families that I work with, which is exposure to hard assets, cash flowing assets like real estate. Uh, you cannot purchase uh, real estate uh, through the JP Morgans, the Goldman Sachs, uh, the Morgan Stanley's of the world directly. Uh, and uh, the world wants that. It needs it. It's a great asset class. And at least the people I work with um, were really interested when I added that component to my practice uh, and to their asset allocation. You know, which was very smart. And, uh, you know, I obviously think about the, the major, you know, families who have generated long-term wealth uh, over the years. And real estate certainly has been one of the main verticals. Um, you know, a lot of people who know me know that I've got a ritual every morning. I wake up, I have my meditation, I do my gratitude list. I, you know, I'm able to just kind of like sit there for 30 minutes as best as I possibly can. I'm always interested to know the minds of other people and what goes on in their day to day prior to all of the chaos of what you know, tends to be work or family life. Tell us about your day to day. Do you have a routine? 
How does it start? Sure, yeah, I, I've definitely regimented and scheduled. Um, I generally wake up about five in the morning. Uh, I like to do a little prayer, uh, sometimes at my temple, but uh, mostly at home uh, and a meditation like you, which really kind of clears things up and puts in sight and goals for the day, uh, helps me visualize uh, how I want to conduct myself in the world that day. Um, I'll then go to the gym uh, for 30 to 40 minutes, uh, probably around 5.30 or 5.45, uh, get ready, hit the office. I'm usually there by uh, 6.30 when the market opens, sometimes seven. But uh, you know, my ritual changes day to day. Uh, so if I can get a prayer, a meditation, a workout uh, before the day gets rolling, then I give myself an A plus for the morning. But with two, with two young kids now, um, it's sort of <laughs> a little different because they they tend to run the mornings now. Five thirty, five forty-five is, is is pretty early. So kudos to you for for taking care of yourself that early in the morning. And um, yeah, I, I think just like having that morning ritual is so important. Um, so when I look at the real estate industry, I think about all of the change that's gone on over the last, you know, even five years, but then going back 10, 15 years, kind of like pre, you know, like looking back at 07, 08, 09, um, what has changed in, in your industry? I mean, how have things kind of, has technology impacted it? Is oh, it absolutely. More? Yeah. A, a lot of things have changed in my industry. Um, you know, over the last decade and particularly in the last five years with information being so readily available through, you know, uh, Twitter and social media and the various platforms that are being offered um, to get data. I think technology has had, you know, the largest impact in how uh, investors consume information and then ultimately make decisions. Um, you also have these low cost uh, platforms like say Acorn that are letting smaller investors who you know don't necessarily have lots of money to invest um, participate in the growth in the markets. Um, so those various apps that are out there, um, I think the principles of investing, at least as I've learned them, have have stayed the same. But there are different avenues where um, smaller investors can participate. Um, in markets, real estate, uh, equity, debt, uh, all over the world now. Well, there, there have still been several people that have recommended I interview you because they believe your approach <laughs> is, is much more effective than the traditional approach to wealth management. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Sunset West and how would you best describe your approach to investing? Sure, I'm, I'm flattered that they've recommended me. Um, so my approach is, is, I try to keep things as simple as possible and as transparent as possible. When I launched this firm, I really wanted to make sure that um, I could, you know, unwind what is, you know, a confusing industry that people don't understand and make it easy and simple to understand, which is finances. And so what I'm doing here at the firm is I'm being, I'm giving wealth management uh, an approach that is direct, uh, it's client centric, it's not product driven, uh, it's simple, and it's easy to understand. So um, smart decision making, managing risk properly for whatever the family or client may need, but um, keeping things very simple for them 
in you know an industry that's really just hard to understand. And speaking of which, I mean, there are so many different components to your industry, but what's the one service you provide that most clients are likely not aware that you handle? I would say a comprehensive look at their entire net worth, including real estate. Right now, we are in a market where the stock market is a little bit volatile around the world based on the rhetoric we're hearing, uh, tariffs, trade talk with China. But the interesting that's happening, interesting thing that's that's happening now is that rates, interest rates have dropped significantly over the last nine months. The 10 year treasury going from approximately three and a quarter to 1.7 today. And what that means for, you know, your uh, investors or your clients or anybody looking to, you know, purchase real estate is that it's a great time to buy a home. You can borrow money very, very cheap for a long period of time. And I'm telling my clients because I see everything that they hold, not just their investment portfolio, but I give guidance and advice uh, on everything financial related. I'm calling up the institutions and helping them refinance their loans because by lowering their rate on a building and calling my client and telling them it's time to refinance. Um, we're putting money back in their pocket and you know, I'm doing a refinance right now for someone who's in Europe on a, on a yacht. So, um, you know, that, that's just a part of the thing that, that we do. Uh, it's, it's big picture looking down and not just uh, give me your investment account and then see you later. And so, you, you know, you just talked a lot about the volatility that's that's occurred over the last 12 months. Sure. What if you have a crystal ball, where, where are things landing over the next 12? Obviously, you've got an election year coming up. Uh, you still hear some of that rhetoric about, you know, uh, well, it's right in the thick of it with, with the tariffs and all that. So, you know, I think that's a great question. I, I, I'm not in the business of timing markets, nor do I think that you know, giving you a 12 month outlook is um, is a good idea. That's not that's not really a fundamental principle of investing. You do not want to time things. I mean, there's there's good investments today. Um, there's going to be good investments tomorrow. I would say instead of trying to predict 12 months out and saying where things are going to be, look at where you can improve your portfolio today. Whether it's refinancing a piece of property, whether it's having an advisor take a second look at your portfolio to make sure that you're not taking too much risk in this market, uh, or whether it's just lowering your costs by understanding what you pay, um, those are the places I'd be focused. But long-term, I think that the markets are gonna do very well for people that have a long-term mindset. And uh, I'm very confident in the US, uh, it probably be much higher in markets than it is uh, today in 10 years time. And I'm sitting here in your beautiful office here in Los Angeles. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking around, I see great books. I'm looking at Principles by Ray Dalio. I see this incredible picture of you and the uh, Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, uh, above your desk. Uh, has he ever given you some secret nuggets that you continue to use today? You know, perhaps buy Coca-Cola stock? <laughs> Warren's a friend and I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing him over the last uh, 17 or 18 years uh, through a friend of mine who worked at one of his companies and uh, he's never given me a stock tip. I don't think that's actually legal, but he has given great advice to people, uh, including myself, through his annual shareholder meeting in Omaha, which I've attended. And um, I think that there's a lot of principles is invest in what you understand. 
understand what kind of risks you're taking and try to buy uh, businesses or any investment that cash flows uh, at good deals. So analyzing those deals is part of my job. It's a major part of my job and um, not going out of my reach, uh, trying to you know hit home runs every day. It's long-term investing, it's risk management, uh, and really thinking thinking long-term, I think would be um, the number one thing I've learned there. Slow and steady, right? Yeah. So if, if we are thinking out five years, do you guys have goals or, or targets that you're looking to hit and achieve? Yeah, I mean, my goals, you know, on how I work and handle the wealth of these families is to protect their wealth, keep their money safe. The families that I work with do not want to lose money. And that is my primary objective is keeping their money safe and having it grow steadily. So, um, you know, we, we are growing as a firm, uh, quite rapidly and, uh, I'm very grateful for you know, all the referrals I've been able to get, but, uh, I don't really want to think about what is going to happen inside this firm. I really want to keep the focus on what the client's needs are, putting the clients first. I think there's, there's ways to improve the, the experience uh, with people that are not even clients by just giving them a second opinion or taking another look at what their current investment program looks like. But uh, just to continue to be of service to these families and help them uh, as best we can. And I know your asset allocations are diverse and just not limited to, uh, to the stock market, but if you had to pick one stock to hold now and forever, uh, what, what would that be? Oh gosh, that's a good question. You know, just for the average investor, and of course there's different asset allocations for different people, but I think one investment that gives you um, great management behind it and a diverse selection of underlying assets is actually Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, he owns uh, over 80 businesses underneath there, uh, underneath that umbrella. Uh, he's the large, one of the largest shareholders of Apple. Uh, you probably heard that one of his managers have recently purchased shares in Amazon. Um, he's a Seize big, Candies. Seize Candies, a smaller business, but yes, he does own that outright. He also owns Geico Insurance. Um, huge shareholder in in Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, to name a few. I think Berkshire Hathaway would be the one I would give uh, simply because it's, it's a very well-run business. Uh, makes a ton of money and uh, for the investor that's willing to look long term and be patient, they'll do very well with that stock. You may not know off the top of your head, but like average, like what is the price per per stock right now for for, for Berkshire's? Well, there's two, two share classes. There's the A shares, which are uh, over 300,000 a share, uh, but most people don't have that to buy one share. So they stick with the, the B shares, which are trading around 200 today. $200, not $200. Okay. <laughs> um, you can buy lots of A shares. Yeah. <laughs> Final question. And one I always ask, uh, is there any parting thought or piece of advice you want to leave with the audience? There's 40,000 inching up to closer to 50,000 people now who are maybe listening. So what is the one thing you just want to leave behind with them? I probably want to tell your audience that there's opportunities out there in the market that they may not be aware of and whether they have an advisor or a real estate agent or an investment company or a relationship with a bank, it's always great to get a second opinion and learn what's going on inside of their investment program. 
whether it's not getting enough uh, interest on their cash. Um, there's there's yield out there that people aren't aware of. I've, I've taken in several clients uh, recently that have had large amounts in cash and we're getting them um, you know, over 2% in money markets just, just by asking the question. Um, there's people out there right now who are paying you know, three and four and five percent when you add in all the cost of product, have someone take a look and see how much are you really paying because any savings on cost goes right back in the, the client's pocket. And then and then really to look at real estate as an asset class, whether they're buying you know a home through you or uh, they're getting involved in a multifamily deal, an office deal or you know a specialty retail deal all the major food groups. Um, I, I think real estate is a great asset class long-term and should be included one way or another in everyone's portfolio. And so, I'm sure by contacting you, you could probably point them in the right direction. I think I can, thanks. Well, this has been absolutely incredible, <laughs> Morris. Thank you for joining us. Real pleasure to get to hear your story. Uh, you can learn more about Morris Amiri and Sunset West Advisors at sunsetwestllc.com. And as always, the Love is Real Estate podcast is shared as a part of our Into the Weekend newsletter, where we share upcoming events, open houses, and great restaurants, cafes, art galleries in and around the LA area. If you're not subscribed, please go to reafshar.com and join our list. We welcome any feedback to help make this podcast more enjoyable. And uh, please share any thoughts or comments directly to me and I will respond back to you. Uh, my email is ari at ariafshar.com. Thank you all for listening and enjoy your weekend.